We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the Wombo Combo Podcast. That's right. I'm BKCBK, joined as always by BSJ, and we are happy to be here on what is... Well, a very special occasion, I think. Uh, I think we could all say and agree on. Uh, it's Memorial Day here in the United States, of course. So, obviously, celebrating that. But uh, you got a little ahead of yourself there. But no, the Battle Pass, of course, is what I'm really getting at. This being the Wombo Combo, after all, and uh, super excited to uh, be with you guys today and enjoying it with you and uh, kind of going over what it brings and maybe a couple of other things that happened in this last week. But uh, BSJ, I bet you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm feeling great, man. This is uh, this is my second Christmas, almost my first Christmas. You know, I've got a banana for nutrition, and uh, <laughs> you know, fitting the lore. And then I've also obviously spent my, I've given my money to Gaben already, and I'm ready to give more money to Gaben as long as I get my fancy hats and my fancy voice lines and and arcanas and and double down so I can lose twice as much MMR in the same amount of time during my stream. I, I, there's a lot of reasons to be excited for me right now, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's you can create your guild. Have you created a guild yet? I mean, that's uh... I have had several people bother me about joining their guild. That's what I have had happen so far. I, it took me like half of the, my pre-stream of like two hours to buy the actual battle pass, you know, yeah. and then I had to obviously shamelessly throw my money at Gaben. And that took another 20 minutes. And then I've had to single like one by one, unlock all of the rewards because that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I guess they're trying to make you appreciate all the stuff you bought or whatever, you know. So I've been doing that, and I and I still have to do that. So I've still got excitement to go. Still got the immortal treasures to open, and uh, dude, I don't know. I I just don't spend money on very much. So yeah, I'm always just excited to spend money on things that get me excited. And 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 uh, obviously, I spend so much time playing Dota and streaming and everything that getting all the hats. It's it's kind of funny because when I watch Hearthstone, I don't know if you ever watch Hearthstone, but I used to watch it a, a lot. I used to enjoy watching it because there were like a lot of cool decks that cost a lot of money. And I don't think that's mm-hmm. like a good thing to have, but I enjoyed watching it as a viewer because I'm like, oh, this is something that like I get to experience uniquely because this person's willing to spend that much money. And I do think it's kind of like that for the viewers when they watch like streamers and stuff where they're just like, wow, like, you know, he has all the arcanas and the cool cosmetics and the cool effects that Valve's put in the game. You know, the difference here being that it just makes your game look cooler rather than actually making it so you can play the game (laughs) but um i think that that's kind of cool and i like to i like to share with the viewers too so i I think that's been like a fun somewhat tradition as a streamer that we've that i've kind of like that all streamers kind of get to go through so i think it's really cool for that yeah i was gonna say i mean living you're a great example of that living the streamer life of for dota 2 specifically this really is the the best time of the year i'm sure in a lot of ways as 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 you're getting at so the content just kind of brings itself and it's certainly gonna last throughout uh the months to come and that that is the unique thing with this battle pass we uh we really don't know what we're looking at when it comes to the ultimate length of course the idea the prize pool still certainly going towards ti10 as we talked about when TI-10 is going to be, we do not know. Is it going to be the end of this year? Is it going to be even next year? Has been hinted, possibly. Valve doesn't even know. Obviously, that's all trying to be figured out. But hey, in the meantime, get our minds off of that. I know a lot of people out there, you know, whether or not you're looking to support the prize pool, obviously the Battle Pass does an amazing job at giving you content in return anyways. So uh, you're still getting plenty, to say the least, out of it. So... Um, so yeah, in today's podcast, again, not, not necessarily a lot happened throughout this last week. So, uh, I, I did figure we could go over bits and pieces of it. Um, but I suppose before we do, let, let, let's, let's kind of get to the competitive news out of the way. I know we'll, we'll keep you guys on the string a little bit longer here. Um, there were some matches that took place, uh, obviously that into this last weekend, uh, the OGA Dota pit event that uh, that took place and we were talking about that top three and how it's shaping up and everything uh liquid and og going at it in the lower finals and liquid sure enough actually defeated og to get to the grand finals and then taking out team secret or excuse me they did not take out team secret they had to match up against team secret that would have been something it was actually the opposite though secret did win that series in the end of where you're Grand Final Champions, uh, feels like I'm saying once again, because I am saying once again, uh, Team Secret, the most dominant team right now, really feels like. so. They've won 46 out of, <clears throat> excuse me, they've won 46 out of 50 games. I saw that stat yeah. on Reddit. That's pretty insane. Like, in competitive Dota, even if you're taking every single series, if you're dropping one game every other series, you're going to have lower win rate than that, right? Um, yeah, they just look absolutely dominant and it's really cool to watch so i i don't know i don't know if it's like the league of online where people just don't have the the fire to like overcome them you know like secrets always one of the better team like one of the best teams um i don't like i don't know if the league of online or like the era of online leagues right now is is helping them win every game like more so than usual 
But either way, it's nonetheless very impressive. Well, to that point, there is an asterisk, right? And that, yeah. that's a conversation I was planning to get into, so it's a good segue there, really. As far as Team Secret, you mentioned the 50-game stat, 46-4, uh, and four, whatever it was. Obviously, stupid impressive. But uh, Knoxville, I was actually pointing out as well, over 100 games, they're 83-17 and 17 with that grand final victory of 3-0. So they're 83-17, and 17, and that actually ties them for with Alliance as well as Newbie, uh, Alliance from TI3 days, and then Newbie in 2016, as far as the best record in a 100-game stretch that we've ever seen in competitive Dota 2. So it's obviously we're dealing with a really, really good team here. You could debate whether or not they truly are one of the best. And, you know, obviously we'll have that even amongst ourselves in a second. But uh, to that point, there is an asterisk because of what's going on right now. A majority of it has been online play. Um, In fact, I, I would need to go a little more in depth. I don't even know if any of it involves land play. Within the last hundred, it probably does actually. That is a lot of games, but still, to the point, a majority of it does involve the online play, which means not only online play in itself, and that's a different atmosphere, but you're dealing with your own region, right? Yes, they have been competing against CIS on top of that, uh, and you certainly could make a great argument that EU is the toughest region in a lot of ways, but that is still a fact. So, I guess to, to the to the ultimate point of you know, is Team Secret truly on? an impressive run right now to where we need to really be looking at this could be one of the better best teams we've ever seen in Dota 2 history. I think Secret's always been a threat to be one of the best teams out in Dota 2 history, and I think the only thing that's stopping them is their TI. You know, I even saw there was like a Twitter post by their by their Twitter guy from Secret saying, you know, Dr. Slacks, we have a case of like we always start coughing around August of each year. We call it the TI choke or whatever. And I, mm. I thought that was really funny. I'm just like, cause they're kind of making fun of themselves. But in reality, this team, if you look at their results during the normal season every year, it's just like, it's always impressive. Right. So I, I think majorly it's only going to be dictated upon them being one of the best teams in history. When, whenever TI 10 rolls around what their performance looks like there. Yeah, I'm trying to think even in more in recent history, especially including some land performance. Uh, we, we've certainly seen some very dominant teams. Virtus Pro comes to mind. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, that year stretch, they were just the most dominant team, hands down. OG has certainly had success. A lot of people overlook the fact that OG, before they won TI, they were winning every major that existed when it came to uh, Dota 2. So certainly, teams in a contention there when we're talking about the debate of some of the better teams ever. But, you know, real quickly to your, to your tweet comment, I thought you were going to bring up the the eg uh tweet that i don't know if you saw that one where oh. the eg <laughs> got a response probably was phil from eg talking about uh not winning yeah, ti what part of your yeah what part of your emblem represents never winning ti yeah. Yeah. so it's a little bit of a low blow there but you know what they team secret did take the first jab as far as uh going over their logo there which yeah that's a whole another story but um, i don't mind though it's like at the end of the day it's like a bunch of billionaires making fun of each other for only having like one billion dollars instead of two billion you know it's like they're they're just the best they're the best teams in the world making fun of each other for like not sure. winning the best event or whatever you know it's like none of them are actually victims or losers of the situation i it's i, fun I think banter. that yeah it's fun banter yeah it's it's fun banter certainly so you know it's not, nothing to look too much into right there and, and as you mentioned secret certainly is very aware of their own situation of not winning ti so yeah it goes back to the team to to make the strong argument that this is one of the best teams ever 
obviously winning a TI almost feels like a necessity to be able to make that argument. Um, now, again, we are in this awkward state right now of who the hell knows when this upcoming TI is going to be. And so then it begs the question of, well, you know, how long are they going to last together? How, what's the longevity of a team like this and the roster sticking together as we see time and time again, even in the teams that you least expect it, Rosters sometimes explode and things change. Um, you would like to think with Team Secret Security situation, Nisha, a very young player that's certainly proven himself as a core player uh, and everything's going to stick, but you never really know, right? So it's really a matter, for, for me, it's kind of if they can be disciplined enough to stick together until the eventual TI does take place, I certainly think we can be seeing one of the best teams uh, easily we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. I agree. Yeah, that's a totally uh, that's a wait and see kind of kind of topic there, I suppose, but certainly fun to discuss. So yeah, that, that's kind of what what we really took away from the OGA uh, Dota Pit event that finished up again. As mentioned, they defeat Liquid, but uh, the other storyline there, of course, always Liquid getting to the finals and managing to match up against them at least, albeit a three nothing series. But they looked good getting to the grand final. So Liquid, uh, Liquid's finally finding a bit of a groove. I, I gotta say, and that's I feel I feel good as a Liquid fan right now. Yeah, for you, I know that means a lot. So it's good to. I, they're a team I'm always rooting, always rooting for. Obviously, good buds with Blitz, the captain. I've also spent a decent amount of time uh, with Insania and a few of the other guys at events, just random dinners, random hangouts of like, uh, what am I blanking on? Mafia. Like, we've played some Mafia together and yeah. stuff. And they're all just good guys, honestly. They've been at like the last two summits, too. So, like, those are pretty, like, I would say, like, intimate environments for you know, a Dota event or like an esports event in general. It's just like five or six teams that are all hanging out in a, in a little studio. So, uh, yeah, I, I love those guys and I'm rooting for them all the time. So yeah. I'm happy to see them. Even if they're still losing a secret, I don't necessarily consider that a, a failure. Absolutely. No, yeah, you can't <laughs> losing a secret. is certainly nothing to be very ashamed about, but, um, definitely, uh, Something that they'll, I'm sure, want to get over that hump as every other team right now is looking to do so against Team Secret, but no doubt the dominant team that we're dealing with. So, uh, OG, by the way, and kind of another side note, they did announce... Uh, Thompson. Their, yeah, Thompson's back, their full roster. So here we go. Here we go, baby, right? Like, it's not 100% yep. necessarily because uh, I believe somebody else still playing for the States, but yeah. you, uh, you, you do have the full roster. Good to go. So mid one's going to be going to the back of the off lane, and then tops him back to his home in the uh, in the mid lane there. So that'll be something. And that actually, did they play today? I actually didn't even see that because um, that was going to lead into the ESL one event kicking off today. And I'm checking it right now. They did play a match today. Okay, uh, they did play against uh, Flight of Moon actually, and they lost that series. So <laughs> Flight of Moon defeating them two one in uh, OG's debut series. That uh, took place, again, with their full official roster. So that is the ESL1 Birmingham event that, I, that I'm getting at right here. They, just like all these other events, are kind of just doing a region-based. Uh, you have Europe and CIS together. You have NA and SA together, uh, playing in their own group stages, and then moving on to a playoff format. Uh, so, again, kind of this preview of what the next season was supposed to be. But uh, that's that, right off the bat, is one of the storylines, right? So the, the roster back together and are officially there and uh, losing their first series against Fly to Moon. That's... That's something. Yeah, we'll give them a little bit of time. We'll see. I, I I always believe that the best teams will eventually triumph. So, like maybe they'll drop a series or two, getting getting the 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 wind underneath their wings again, or whatever the phrase is, uh, air beneath their wings, and uh, I, I think they'll be fine. I don't look into this very much. If they continue 
to do poorly, that's like a whole nother story. But sure. we'll worry about that if that happens. <clears throat> yeah, they will play tomorrow and uh, so on. This event itself, it's it's every single day. Uh, it goes on throughout the week and then into that double elimination playoff, as I mentioned. There's two groups of eight teams in each group. Uh, looks like the top four from each group advance on. So be sure to check out all that. And then, of course, you have the NA uh, region, North America, South America region, excuse me, which it is <laughs> it's something looking at. You're dealing with, uh, what is it, 16 teams in the European CIS, and you got six teams in the uh, NASA region, but competition still there. EG with their new logo and all is uh, one of the competitors, of course, playing with a couple of stand-ins themselves. But you would still think EG is possibly the favorite in that one, despite playing with both Ryo and Bulba as the uh, current ringers there. For sure. I, 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 there, That's kind of a status quo I leave until proven otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, no point to look too much further into that, but uh, that's actually their matches should be. Yeah, as we're doing this podcast, I believe. Yeah, EG and Beast Coast uh, apparently happening right now. So good old Battle Pass patch day and matches continue on. So yeah, the ESL event definitely look to check it out throughout this next week and obviously gives us good good content to go over uh, for next week's show as well and start recapping how that's been all going. But uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying that. Um, And you know what? That actually. Let's 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 do let's do this first. I, I do want to get into the battle pass, of course, but uh, let's let's get all this other stuff Stop out of the way first. It, man. <laughs> We're almost there, I promise. Um, so yeah, l- let's uh, go ahead and talk about Midnight.com. Obviously, a, an awesome sponsor of the of the show here. Uh, do esports uh, betting that that you can participate in if you live in the UK. And you know what? Rather than me rambling on, check out this commercial. And we'll have more information for you, and we'll go over some odds ourselves. So check it out. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, BetOnline. NASCAR is back, and BetOnline has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get it on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling The Final Dance. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. All right, so again, we want to take this opportunity to thank our betting partner, Midnight, for supporting this podcast. Uh, if you're watching or listening from the UK, please use code WOMBO to sign up because it helps us keep the lights on. Uh, Midnight are an esports dedicated betting company, so they run regular promotions and leaderboards with weekly prizes. Uh, so get involved and remember to use code WOMBO when you register. So speaking of that, uh, talking about some odds here, and of course the ESL event kicking off really uh, even yesterday it looks like a couple of matches figured we'd, we'd choose some more highlight matches and talk about the odds and uh, give opinion on them so uh first one being actually it's going to take place tomorrow morning uh kind of an interesting one considering the results that we just heard about ninjas in pajamas versus fly to moon couldn't fly to moon just coming off that victory over og as we just uh talked about here uh that's 1.49 for nip 2.44 for Fly to Moon. So it is NIP favored, but uh, Fly to Moon, definitely not uh, complete underdogs there. In and it looks matchup. like OG, or it looks like Fly to Moon's capable of taking games off of a serious team, so I might take the underdog in that one. 
Yeah, I, uh, I was going to go a similar line of thinking yourself, right? You, you figure you got a bit of momentum, and beating a team like OG is certainly nothing to scoff at with their official roster and everything. So uh, why not take the momentum right there and uh, take the over there? So uh, fly to moon, I would agree. We'll, we'll see how that result plays out. So, again, do as you will. We're not telling you 100% what to do, but uh, we are giving our own opinions here. Um, let's see, another one we're looking at. i find a good matchup here. Ooh. Uh, Evil Geniuses versus Quincy Crew. This one's going to be tomorrow night. So we're going to the NA region. Uh, 1.74 for EG, and Quincy Crew's at 1.98. So this is actually a really close one. Again, it's worth reiterating, EG is playing with a couple of stand-ins. Uh, I'll still take EG until Quincy Crew. Quincy Crew's just been coming up a bit lackluster for me. And uh, I, I believe in the squad. Like, I think the team as a whole is very good players uh i just don't exactly know what they're missing i i guess i might have to watch their games more closely or or what have you it, it just seems like something is missing you know mm-hmm. so uh it's just hard for me to bet on teams like that because they're just inconsistent like sometimes they, like some days they bring their a game some days they bring their f game you know it's just <laughs> hard to it's hard to really know what you're gonna get so i think eg albeit Obviously not their star-studded roster with with the two stand-ins, but I think they're still consistently outputting the same level of play every game. Yeah, and it's I'd more so worry. I, I'm more so thinking this series will be decided whether or not Quincy Crew like plays above what they've been playing, and I don't believe that'll happen. So I could be wrong though. I do believe in both teams. Yeah, again, very, very close one right there. It seems like uh, we talked about though, and I stand by as well. EG is. Still the strong team, and so taking that's pretty good odds, too, right? You know, 1.74 yeah. for even a team like EG getting the victory. That's uh, that's actually really solid. So, I would uh, I would tend to lean towards that myself as well when it comes to the betting right there. Um, and then you know, what, let, let's do kind of a, a little bit of, of a different one here. Um, so this is going to be Nigma versus aggressive mode. Now, just to clarify, aggressive mode and their roster. Uh, we are looking at who are we looking at? Skylark, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Focus, Thug, Skylark, Spartan, and Coop. So you know, former Adfinim to an extent. Is like talking about the Greek boys there. Uh, they're going to be going up against Nigma, who, as we all know, former Liquid, etc. Um, they've been a little bit rocky lately, I feel like. Uh, and now these yeah. odds, they are favoring Nigma pretty heavily, though. So 1.16 to 4.50 for aggressive mode. So, you know, going with a little bit more of a stretch here, I, I wanted to bring up, it, can you see the underdog here? Do, would, you, would you take the underdog? Hey, man, this would be a fun game to be like, I'll put a dollar on the underdog and be <laughs> like, if I lose, okay, it's a dollar. But if I win, that 450, you know what I'm saying? That That's... That's where I would go with this one. But obviously, I, I do believe Nigma will likely take the series. That's sure. obviously what the odds say as well. But um, I don't think it's unheard of for the underdog to win here. And I don't like betting on teams like Nigma with the way they've been playing when they're heavily favored. Like, I, I you know, I once again, kind of similar to Quincy Crew, very good team, even better than Quincy Crew in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And uh, just not playing to their full potential at this current moment. So it's kind of hard to like reliably bet on them, especially when the odds are don't pay out all that much. Yeah. To me. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, and I, I would lean towards aggressive mode as far as the odds are concerned. That 4.50 definitely looks appealing and, and goes back to the rockiness that Nigma has been having 
uh, as of late. So uh, both teams are 1-0 early on in the group stages, so take that how you will as well. But there you go. So those were a couple of odds that going over from Midnight.com. So once again, check it out, especially if you live in the U.K., and uh, feel free to do so. All right, so that takes care, I believe, of going over really all this uh, – Event coverage that's been taking place. Obviously, there, there's plenty of other events going on. You know, liquipedia.net, you can check it out for yourselves. But those are the bigger ones there uh, that, that are taking place. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's get down to the, the battle pass being yes. released. So I will say I, I, I tuned in to Purge's stream, actually, you know, naturally. When a big patch wow, comes out, yeah, <laughs> you weren't you weren't on yet, BSG. Uh, yeah, I, I was waiting for you to be on. Um, and so I got got to see through his eyes as far as uh, a lot of, a lot of the battle pass content right there. But yeah, early on it start it starts with the the guilds. Um, I, I saw this off the bat, and I'm I'm sitting here like, that's right. They 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 still haven't had a clan base or I guess as they're calling it here, a guild based system in the game this whole time. I mean, you go back to the yeah. Warcraft three days that they had clans, right? So that was a possibility kind of create your own community or whatever. Um, this is one of those where it's like, damn, how have they not done this yet? But it's obviously good to see that they finally did it. So um, yeah, the guilds, the guilds right off the bat is actually a really fun one to me at least. Yeah. I, I look forward to seeing like, how involved it feels like as a community or is it kind of just all working towards the same thing but not really working together you know Mm -hmm. we'll see uh what what kind of community aspect that promotes i think that'll help a lot of friends that previously had buds that played with them and didn't maybe play anymore and now they have a reason to maybe come back so i think that'll help a lot of the casual players um which is obviously good for the game and i think overall obviously it's not ideal they have to pay money to get it but I think Dota's main lack is that, like, I even saw a post about this last week, is just the lack of reward for just playing, you know, just something that keeps you coming back. And I think um, I, on average, other games that I've played, I'm willing to fork over, you know, 10 bucks if I have played the game enough and I think it's a fun game that I'll spend enough time on to warrant getting more out of the game itself. And I... I think that's what Battle Pass has always offered. I obviously wish it would be consistently throughout the year somewhat, but then at the same time, because it's not consistent, when we get it, it's like super exciting and mm-hmm. super momentous. Uh, it's a very momentous occasion. Uh, so for me, I just I love everything the Battle Pass represents for Dota. It like I told I said earlier on the podcast, this is my Christmas, and I'm sure for a lot of players, they were just waiting to come back until the Battle Pass because they think the exact same thing and. And overall, the fact that Valve has cultivated a community that is happy to spend money on the game Isn't when there's really no no incentive. There's really like no incentive, right? Like, yeah, yeah, other than just getting more out of the game. I think that's just crazy. Yeah, like you said, it's just crazy. So I um, I think cool. it re- it really shows that how strong this community is. It's and I know a lot of gaming communities say this about their own gaming communities, like it's tight knit, you know, and a lot of people like to claim they're the most toxic or whatever, et cetera. Um, Dota is a lot of those, but it's also it's it's because it's so passionate as far as towards the game, and obviously the game has existed. We are talking past Dota two, back to the Dota one days. It's been around for fifteen or so years. Um, and that actually hit me the other day how I, I, I was thinking about that too. And I know a lot of people are, are in my shoes too, that 
I, I started playing Dota back in um, high school, and <laughs> I show my age, but it, it kind of hit me. I was like, holy crap, that was like 15 years ago, like basically half of my life, uh, j- yep. just a little than half of my life. It's Dota 2 has been a big part of my, or Dota, I guess, has been a big part of my life. And and again, I go back to there's there's definitely a lot of player base out there that can say the same. And so there's not a lot of games that you know can really have that sense of community that has stuck around for so long. Um, and obviously, again, Dota is unique because it went from one company to another technically and blah, blah, blah. But still, it's... Uh, the, I guess I guess why I'm bringing that up is because the point you made about how people are just so willing to give money. You know, the throw... The, let me give... Shut up and let me give you money memes all over the place, you know, before the battle passes out and after it comes out. Even just... People just want to spend money <laughs> on your game. That, that must be an amazing feeling for Valve. But obviously, they deserve it with... Uh, the content that they produce year in and year out with the, with the battle pass and the standards that they've set. So um, I just think they've taken it up a notch this year too. It seems like a lot of the community criticisms are things that people want. Like even the fan service of the Wraith King Arcana yeah. to be the skeleton King. Like I was like, you know what? That's kind of a shortcut, but I'm okay with it. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to let this one pass. Like everyone that played Dota two early on or Dota one, they had that like Bible thump moment when Skeleton King turned into Wraith King, right? And everyone missed it a bit and would be happy to have it back. And it has so much nostalgia value to it and everything. And I I personally love stuff like that. You know, and even like the, you know, maybe you haven't seen it yet, but it's been pointed out on Reddit. My viewers told me to look at it. If you look at the Wraith King's bone harvesting arcana thing, the terror blades on a cliff. And it's like it's a shout out to our Teasy, you know, Cliff Teasy, all that shit. Like on this whole map, there's only one hero on a cliff and it's a Terror Blade. And I I just That's think great. shit like that is what makes Dota the community and the game it is. Like even the developers are in on the memes, you know? Like yeah. it's a it's unmatch like I don't think it's matchable for anybody that's in this scene. Like you said, you've been in this for 15 years, you know? It's like the history and the jokes and the players, the people, there's just no replacement for almost anybody that's involved. And that to me, like battle pass is, is a big part of the culture too. So mm-hmm. it really does feel like the holidays, like a tradition sort of thing to me. Uh, and Dota two being like the quote unquote family of, of the community, you know? Yeah, a- absolutely. And the, uh, the idea that again, I go back to that with this one, especially with the unknown of what's at the end of it. But you know, we're enjoying the content anyways. It's I think it's just even more evidence, and obviously time will tell as, as far as how the numbers look, I suppose. But I, I have a feeling you know numbers are still going to be pretty damn good for the battle pass, despite the unknown of when ATI is going to be. Um, because I've actually, I was having this conversation with, uh, including my, my wife actually, amongst other people, the the idea that. Are people going to be willing to put money into the battle pass, not knowing when TI-10 is going to be, you know, is it going to be end of the year, next year, etc.? Or are they going to wait for more finalized information before they feel like supporting? And so I guess it goes to that mentality of, well, are people buying the battle pass for the content and the community sense? Or are they buying it for strictly that prize pool uh, involvement? But I, I, I stand by, and it sounds like, you know, we're, as we're talking about here with the community and everything, that I, I, I feel like it's still certainly going to do very well, um, if not on par, than what we've seen in, in the past when it comes to the numbers here. So, I just want to say that I have, like, the Quincy Crew and Business Associates game on in the background, and 
So I saw on the Beastmaster there was this random debuff, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Hmm. And I mouse over it, and it says, the pepper exploded when you were holding it, <laughs> and now and it went splat all over your face or something. And it's just yeah. this debuff that lasted like 45 seconds. <laughs> on the, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, There's actually a debuff for it, too. I don't know, man. All the little things is what I love, the community loves, and even though TI is not involved as much this year like obviously it's going towards ti but the battle pass in my opinion is much less about ti in general like people buy it and know it's going towards ti and that feels good and everything Mm -hmm. but people just love the battle pass for what it is like the actual battle pass itself and um i i just love the little interactions the tips the high fives the question mark the question marks on the denies you know Uh, they even have some good pings this year. I like that's my highlight too, as like one of the derpy in-game interactions that's going on. So I look forward to seeing the meta develop with that because we even see it play out like at the actual like tournaments and stuff, right? Where people like it started becoming a thing where OG would like voice line the shit out of people and people mm-hmm. had to mute each other and I don't know, like well, to on- know that these. Little things are go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say on that note, real quickly. You saw you saw the part about how if people copy the same uh, line as a previous person, yeah, it's, it it's gonna longer. get higher and higher, longer, longer, whatever. So it's almost like they're embracing that and they're like, "Yes, do yeah. it more, please." Yeah, oh, exactly. God. Yeah, I it, it just leads to a lot of random shenanigans, and I personally, I'm like a very serious guy a lot of the time, but I think one of my biggest things I appreciate in general is when you have like a very serious moment and it's somehow um, paired with some comedic relief mm-hmm. and just some random stupid stuff. And I think Dota is like the perfect game to have that kind of stuff in it. So yeah, I love it. It is a great blend, isn't it? Of a uh, serious, but also a lot of fun. And now we have a cat courier, a cute yeah. little cat courier that evolves named bright sky in the game as well. <laughs> so where does it end? It's who knows what what they'll do next. Yeah, no, it's 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 again just even scrolling through uh, another time. It's it, it, it is jam packed, and I think uh, Wickroom was even stating this is like the biggest content patch that they've ever introduced into the game. And I was trying to think like that's actually really interesting because obviously we've had some really big balance patches like seven point right off the bat comes to mind, especially, but. Um, when it comes to like just content from cosmetics and features, etc., I guess yeah, this actually is the the biggest uh, one that we have seen to date uh, in Dota too. So just yet another thing to to show that he, he, the employees working from home and everything, but that clearly didn't stop them from putting out uh, <laughs> an amazing product. Yeah, the Arcana looks sick too. The co-op Arcana, I can't mm-hmm. wait for it. The Wind Ranger Arcana looks really cool too. So. Uh, I know Slacks is super excited about that one. And uh, aside from that, I, uh, yeah, man, I, like I said, I, I can't wait till it's not, I'm not saying I want this to end or whatever, but like, I just can't wait to go back and open more hats. <laughs> I know, you know, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's all I can think about. Cause like for me, uh, everyone's waiting. We've all been anxious. Uh, like we already said, like, it's crazy. The culture that valve has cultivated with the fact that people are like here, take my money. But it's also just how much people talk about it, how much they're looking forward to it, you know, how big of a deal it is, the announcement being made. And obviously there's a little bit of like, stop doing this to us, Valve, stop teasing us, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, you, like, that's part of how awesome, that's part of why it's so awesome too. So 
I, I just love it all, man. This is like, this is my job. This is my livelihood. Like you yeah. can relate uh, uh, entirely. And uh, these are the moments that we get very brief, like very rarely, you know, like you said, the fresh content, the uh, just new things, I guess. Like obviously new patches are really nice, but those happen four or five times a year. Mm-hmm. Battle pass once a year. So this is, this is the this is one of my favorite days of the year for sure. It reminds me a lot of I play I come from World of Warcraft, especially you know every time an expansion comes out that that feeling of a new expansions here and yes yeah, so you know new content new excitement there and everything uh, and then I mean that's that's a different story as far as how long that may last but um, yeah it's a similar reminder there as far as the feeling you get for sure into the game so. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose there's really not much else uh, to to talk about that because, like, I'm going to be talking about it all next I know. week. I'm going to be talking about all the things I got to do with my battle pass in stupid ways. You yeah. know, like there's going to be some meta that develops, and just like the Dota Heroes meta and all that strategy shit, it's going to be ever flowing and developing. So yeah, I look forward to following it over the next few months. Got the community match predictions. That sounds so. That sounds fun. That that sounds fun as hell, but like that that's gonna be quirky. Like, yeah, that, that I'm really curious to see what they come up with with some of these matches. I was memeing because I was like, you're gonna see a Herald one game yeah. PA sniper off lane against you know <laughs> Dazzle Lich safe lane. Who who took this one? <laughs> you know, I was like you know Carrie Dazzle versus the off lane PA, and I'm just, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be funny. Like yeah, imagine trying to predict that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, going to be that's going to be silly. The battle gauntlet. Speaking of a competitive aspect, that sounds like it has potential to be pretty cool too. Kind of like this arena format from Trading Card Games, as you brought up earlier. So, you win three games, you you get bonus points. If you lose two, though, then you're done with it. it resets. You got to win three out of four, is what the deal is. Yeah, right. Because you have to win three before you lose two. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, yeah, another cool thing. So. All right, but yeah, again, I, I suppose that uh, that pretty much does it, though. It's obviously there's so much in it, but like you said, you no. Know, after played it for for another week, maybe come revisit it, talk about some things that that stood out from it uh, in next week's podcast, as well as tournaments and everything that are certainly still happening. All the necessary things we have to talk about, you know, <laughs> all those other all those other things that are happening in the background, I suppose. Uh, yeah, the background the money, stuff. All the background yeah. stuff, yeah. Is, do we do we usually expect a patch around Battle Pass as well? I don't think so. Oh, I yeah. think they're like, I, I think it's less likely just because maybe like a small balance change patch, but nothing major. Yeah. So just because not. they've been so preoccupied, obviously, with all the stuff going on with the Battle Pass. And mm-hmm. throughout the Battle Pass, they'll be constantly releasing stuff like the Winter Ranger Arcana, the Co-op Arcana, the... Um, the game mode they introduced, like the potential, like the maze type dungeon crawler type of thing, they're going to have. It's kind of like Silk Breaker, you know. So all that time they've they've got something that they're doing. So yeah. as long as they've got something they're doing, then it's going to be tougher to to dish out more balanced patches. I think the patch looks pretty good to me right now. There's a few heroes that could probably use uh, some nerfs, but uh, I, I I like the gameplay overall of the patch right now. Well, well, one last question I got to ask before we, we start really wrapping this up here, BSJ, is I want you to be honest. What are you more excited for, the Battle Pass or Artifact 2.0? Battle Pass. <laughs> Darn, I almost got you there, yeah. I'm skeptical about about Artifact 2.0. I'm going to try it, 100%. Yeah. Um, it's just that I'm 100% sure I will love the Battle Pass, and I'm not 100% sure I will love Artifact 2. So that's... <laughs> 
that's pretty much where that final decision came from yeah Good way to put it. Yeah, I'm curious as, uh, to see all that because I guess, yeah, they're already sending out uh, beta invites as of today as well, kind of going along with the battle pass there. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's a good place to wrap up, though. So, as always, though, BSJ, anything else before we do? Uh, get to open my hats now. I'm excited. Go open your hats. I'll be joining you as well. Am I pro- I'll probably have less levels for now, but we'll see how that develops over time. But you guys out there, enjoy your battle pass. I know you will. But be sure to be back here next week on the Wombo Combo Podcast as uh, myself, Brick CPK, joined as always by BSJ. We'll be here 7 p.m. Eastern uh, every Monday is what we aim for for the live recording. And check us out on all your podcast platforms as well. So thanks for all the support. Subscribe, follows, whatever it may be in the uh, Twitch channel especially. Really do appreciate it. Until next week, guys. Have a good night. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.